Questioning everything with Garrett and Adam, episode ten. I'm gonna digress this. This is a three. This isn't even a four because <laughs> yours is easily t- two times clearer, and it's Whoa. got better color resolution and it's got better contrast and everything, right? So I'm gonna have lighting, to, I'm gonna have to figure this out on my end because I can use I can use a DSLR or something. You don't want to use this footage though for the YouTube. Yeah, well, we're gonna use this on YouTube, but it's perfect. I'm just saying. Well, it's yeah. I mean, everybody has different standards, and I would prefer if the audio is better. Buddy, if you watch the Jasta show, like he sits on his couch. That's I know, but it's not. not Welcome to the 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 word standards that I set is now what I'm going to have to refer to. Because again, yeah, it's great that Jasta does it, but I honestly would prefer being audio people. We're all audio files. I'm a video file. I'm an audio file. I've got equipment. So why would you want to sound like poo? No, I, I'm down with it, but I'm just saying that some of the big boys fucking, they just, they've got a kind of a, they're running with it and, it, and it's working for them. So, and even the but small yeah. boys like uh, Lex, Lex Friedman, he does everything on iPhone, iPhone, but he also has the good Sennheiser mics. So keep that in mind. He's got really good Sennheiser up. mics and the Sennheiser mics make the world of a difference. It's the same mics that Joe Rogan uses those black, black mics. Oh, I watched uh, the full um, episode or listened to it with uh, what's his name there? Your buddy, the scientist, the, the dude that sounds like uh, Seth Rogen sometimes. Fuck. No idea who you're talking about. I don't he, even know who Seth Rogen is. Um, okay, scientist. It's, is it Brian Green? Astrophysicist. Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's right. Okay. And he's... And he poops all over everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, I, I just he's limited though. He's limited. Are you coming from you? I'll take that as a compliment. Um, <laughs> Even Joe Rogan was like, "Come on, man." Yeah, fucking Joe Rogan is. Of course, Joe fucking Rogan is. Like nobody gives a fuck what Joe. If Joe Rogan cannot argue with Neil deGrasse Tyson, it only makes him look like an idiot. Yeah, he tries. He's like, yo, 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 and getting all fucking popping uppity. Let's just chill the fuck out and remember that Neil deGrasse Tyson knows what he's talking about. I was happy because I don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson very much. Really? No, I haven't been happy with that guy in a long time. Just just because of how preachy he is. If you want to talk about something, let's talk. But if you start using uh, voice or neurolinguistics or um, imagery manipulations, any type of manipulation or um, you're trying to use psychology to conjure the answer that you want from me, just things like that. Like I can tell when people are starting to use um, verbal trickery or mentalism. And I'm opposed to it because I think that if you have something good to say, then just say it. He uses trickery and mentalism and wizardry, and it's all part of his how he talks, how he presents things, and I get distracted by it. Like, like if you, it's just this preacher thing, you know, like the huh. essence of uh, the molecule. And he, is, st- he blot a uh, positive, you know, oh, yeah, but it's like, it's these consonant holds and, and it's, it's, it's a uh, preacher talk. It's Southern Baptist preacher talk. And, uh, you know, like uh, Martin Luther King used it and it worked well. I'm sorry, but Neil deGrasse Tyson's not Martin Luther King. 
you know he just needs to chill the fuck out with that whole preacher stuff but the thing is that once he gets going and once he gets rolling he always drops that and he just starts talking like a normal person it's when he's trying to like capture your mind with something that he's like i'm gonna blow your mind you're like okay well, could you fucking stop being a fucking character like yeah. honestly to God, dude, if you walked around if you walked around talking like a WWE guy, people would be like, Okay, Garrett. It's oh, a, exactly. It's a great gag. It's a great gag. It's a fun thing, but you you, you know In small doses. It, exactly. It, to particularly stress or enhance or make a statement better or make a moment better and DeGrasse could use that where he could just nail things down but I think because he lives in a world of sound bites where people want him to say stuff that will then be played over and over and over and over and over again uh, he just he go he tries he tries too hard this last interview with Rogan stellar he recaptured me like I said though I wish our podcast had come out beforehand because there's a lot of things there's points that I've tried to make that he makes better than I could, right? And uh, well, I not just was, on me saying, just on. I got upset for sure. You know, like when he was just kiboshing all the alien stuff. Like they wouldn't do this, they wouldn't do that. It, like the the moon, like the he was like the psychic energy stuff, the moon stuff, all that kind. Of, he was just kibosh, kibosh, kibosh. Well, of course, who wouldn't, right? Well, I mean, it just but that's the problem with science to a degree that it leaves out all possibility it's just it's it leaves out the possibility that that stuff could be real like there's no scientific evidence that proves that psychics are real you yes. just have to believe it reduces um it reduces well no but you don't have to believe you don't have to believe if you want to believe you the have to smarter believe. you get the easier it is to not believe right the more knowledge you have the easier it gets to not believe um Neil deGrasse himself said enough to illustrate the fact that he knows no dude let's get it off he I knows one episode though. no <laughs> that'll be keeping it heavy what's um, that that'll be keeping it heavy yeah he knows the limits of science and if if we were to watch it together I could even find a little just a little slice where he literally admits what people want to hear. He admits the 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 blind spot. Yeah. Right? What? Neil deGrasse. Okay, wait. He admits, admit he admits the blind spot. Science has a blind spot. Ah, uh, yes. Science knows it has a blind spot. Mathematics has a blind spot. Mathematics knows it has a blind spot. Right? Um it is it is an issue and one of the issues is is that we are as people emergent right we or or, or we have properties in us that are emergent and by emergent i mean that like like neil degrasse tyson was clarifying to rogan because rogan doesn't know what fucking emergent means either right um but we do have properties that are emergent and those just mean that they're not the sum of our parts, right? We have things that are greater than the sum of our parts. Um, well, that's what I'm. That's my argument. Is yeah, there's some, there's some like 
there are some loopholes there like what like like i feel like the scientific understanding is is so structured and it's right what he's saying is right and it, it's so structured by experimentation and like this is we're going to experiment and this is the fact now well it's it's reducing um it's reductionism Right. right. So it's the elimination of falsific a false of something that you can prove is false. And so you eliminate everything until you're left with whatever you're left with. This is the thing is that science doesn't create proofs. Math creates proofs. So math you can say, This is I think this. This is my axiom and then you form a proof. And by the end, somebody should be able to do the math every different way and try to trick that proof. And if that proof holds then it's a real proof. Now that's the closest thing to a fact that we have in the world. Science doesn't do that. Science eliminates all of the erroneous things until what we're left with is something that we simply can't disprove yet. That's it, right? So it's not about finding truth. It's about removing untruth until all you're left with is the closest proximity of truth, but it's still, you know, the whole time that that's just your ability to detect it. Right. Yeah. So it's and not, so it leaves out the ghosts, the psychics, the aliens. No. And, and well, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, but let's just say this. It doesn't have the ability to form an opinion on anything that it can't wrap itself around. Science doesn't have the ability to form an opinion on what your favorite color is. Well, no. except for it's, it's probabilistically going to be uh, blue and then red and then green. And like we know the probabilistic percentages of people's favorite color. Uh, that's a bad example, maybe. What's my favorite color? Probabilistically, it's blue. <laughs> it's black. It's not a color. Black's not a color. <laughs> Actually, no, my ring is yeah. So you're right. It's seventy three percent of people's favorite colors blue, and there's blue. like all the psychology shits just blue, 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 right? But but that's a bad example. The fact is, is that if you say whether you're not oh fuck, see whether you're not you like cilantro's genetical, uh, whether or not you listen to, yeah, cilantro's really? gel- yeah, cilantro the, the the herb, yeah, whether or not it tastes like soap or not is a is an allele, is a genetical thing. I think it tastes like soap to me <laughs> quite often, but at any rate, there are things about you, about your personality that science can't ever measure because you, you just have to ask a person like, do you like tool or do you not like tool? Science isn't going to be able to determine that by looking at your genes or looking at your cells or looking at your diet or any of that. Right? So science, literally the, the scientific method and the ability to use inquiry like that simply has no way to wrap itself around that. So anything that's emergent from us, that's part of our personality or part of our uh, decision-making or our willpower or anything like that, science will literally not be able to touch because if you qualify Garrett keeping, whether you're dead or whether you're alive, that's a difference between those emergent qualities. Because if you're dead, the same cells exist, right? In the same organization, but you can no longer do anything and you can no longer answer questions. So everything about you that's emergent, we can kind of pretend we can study 
in a lab, but we can't because it changes every moment. It's volatile. You know, you change your mind. You just, the next day you might feel different or whatever the case may be. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then this, and then the other thing is, it's not just that, but also, um, things that are, uh, indetectable or we haven't, we haven't figured out a detection system yet or things that change when you try to detect it or, um, there, you know, there's numerous, numerous reasons why science <clears throat> isn't, isn't the best tool to say, try to discover whether ghosts are real. Right. Yeah. Because from the get go, anybody, everybody will know, everybody already knows that we're not going to be able to use the scientific method to do anything other than, uh, look at the peripheries, but we can use it to look at the periphery. So the difference between today's world and the middle ages is not the fact that we believe in ghosts because we always believed in ghosts. It's that now we have understandings of the electromagnetic frequencies. We have understandings about uh, subtle frequencies, about neural neurological brain <coughs> waves, and you know we can see the brain and MRIs and crap like that. Yeah. You know, now we understand things about the universe through science that might not seem like they're related, but if there's a ghost, it's a ghost in the same universe that we exist in. In the same universe that plants do and sound and smell and everything else. So the more we learn about all that crap, the more we might be able to be able to be, you know, to understand that which cannot be otherwise understood simply by learning enough around it. You know, Mm -hmm. you'll never learn. Well, and, but, and he was he was pretty a matter of fact. It was a, it's, it's, it was a good episode, but yeah, like part there were certain points when he was just like, oh, that's preposterous. This you no know, blah 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 blah. There's no psychics. It, you get a little frustrated. I'm like, oh, but I mean, what about it? What what do you do? Really, you just I don't know. Keep, I mean, there's so much fucking <clears throat> stuff being released right now on the news and just UFOs making like UFOs have made the headlines more lately than they have. In years and years and years, and he kind of really weird. I think he kind of. I think he hints at that too. Really, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a distraction tactic. I think that it's that slowly time to disclose because the aliens are like, we're gonna fucking tell your people, or you're gonna tell your people. So do it. It's not get a, ready. It's not a question of whether or not it's a distraction. It's a question of whether or not it's a psyop. Psyop. What the hell was that again? Psychological operation. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Oh, I mean, you, you don't believe in play. psyops, but you believe in aliens. <laughs> so no, no, no. Okay, I never said just, that. Okay. I believe that that's totally plausible for have, sure. But I just have you ever yeah. heard of a think tank? We had this conversation, didn't we? Yeah. So you remember what a think tank is? Yeah, it's a bunch of people sitting around trying to fucking come up with ways to be divisive. <laughs> it's a bunch of people. It's a bunch of people who publish uh, papers that are projections. So they're mostly imaginary, but they're what ifs and uh, you know things like that. As far as um, 
large subjects, whether or not it's national security or whether or not it's foreign relations, whether or not it's economics, whether or not it's uh, the relationship between the government and the people, they're really big things. So that's, it's like uh, Brave New World in 1984 meets um, social psychology, right? So it's everything how to fuck with people to how to set it up so other countries think certain things that aren't true, to set it up so that um, you can use uh, different various natural um, emergencies uh, as, as a means to, to push particular agendas. Um, they just they think about all sorts of things. They write papers and then governments and rich people uh, buy these publications and it's almost like comes down to um, almost like a treatise on how to fuck with the world. So you've got things like uh, how to create false flag events. Ouch. That's scary. You've got things like how to use weather as a fourth force modifier, which is actually just a straight up D- department of defense paper. Um, you've got how to, um, it's just really wacky stuff, right? When it comes right down to it, though, using aliens to manipulate the people is one of these plans, right? Using pandemics to manipulate people is part of the, is part one of these plans. Using so there's just like all these like it's almost like a card game where you got numerous cards that you can either use independently or can combine them. Let me ask you this question though: Did you see recently <clears throat> the pandemics like coming to an end? Uh, that they are thinking that metal. Well, they're they're saying they're projecting that metal the concerts will be back full force by September seventh. Yeah, I'm sure, dude. Is the fucking okay? What the, do you think the, about that? The scamdemic is coming to an end. This is this has been the biggest load of bullshit that we've lived through in our lifetime, maybe through the entirety of the empire that you could call the North American Empire system. The biggest load of shit. This is like creepy ass fucking. Uh, somewhere between Germany and uh, Italy and Japan and Russia and China. Creepy. Creepy, man. This is dumb. It definitely. This is dumb. Thing. Oh, shit, dude. They brought up intuition, too, that episode, by the way. And I thought I was like, that fucking asshole. You fucking, we went off about intuition and Joe Rogan brought it up That's, the same way that, that I thought about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that People was, have become way more intuitive. And I was like, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, man, I don't expect Joe Rogan to be interested in even f- debating the fine details. Thinking that you're somehow got like one up because you to have, a bad, to have a bad definition for a word compared to me is just ridiculous. I'm trying to do you a favor I'm by not for helping you understand the meaningful version of the word. And then I tagged you in something. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, right. It's anyway, just, whatever. It's, it's it's just a matter of how can we communicate the best. And yeah, but if I was on the Joe Rogan podcast and brought up intuition, we would obviously agree, and you would be the guy there that would be arguing in your and would disagree with us. I'm, I'm the only person who would actually also know what I'm talking about in the sense that I can describe it. You and Neil would be like, yeah, fist bumps. Well, no, it's it's like if you want to say like something ephemeral and and it's like kind of like this cloud and and it's kind of smoky and it's you can't see it but it's there and that's great. 
I'm talking about an actual psychological process which leads to a particular condition that we believe in ourselves to we call intuition. It has nothing to do with the magical, fucking mysterious. And as literally, the fact that you don't understand what you're talking about is what allows you to look into this cloud and go, this cloud has form. This cloud is a thing. It exists. I'm looking at the cloud going, dude, that's, that's, that cloud is being produced by knowledge. If you yeah, didn't but- know anything, that cloud would never have shape. The only reason that you form an intuition at all is because of what you know. To think it's anything magical or like some mystical communication connection to the ether or some fucking shit is just, there's zero basis for it. You can think it all you want, but it's like, again, it's a cloud. But, it's talking about clouds rather than talking but, but about real Rogan stuff. But Rogan was on the <laughs> same page as I was when I, I think. because Rogan doesn't understand fucking loads of shit. He just doesn't get okay, it. Good. Right? I like it. I'm good. So I'm with, well, Ro- yeah, it's all right. Okay, but what You're not with Rogan, about? dude. You're not with What's Rogan. That? You're not with Rogan. You don't no, but blow he, smoke but up if your I, ass. But if I was, I'm and if you were, like if you ever had a chance to be on fucking Tyson's side or Rogan's side, like, Lord God, you know? The, the whole, well, the what whole, I'm saying is Joe and I Joe, Joe and I were talking about the same thing at that moment when he brought it up and the other day when I brought it up, if we were on the same page. We were speaking from the same page. We were reading. You know, that's maybe, where I, I'm like, oh. Maybe. You guys were both just talking about something that had no definition. Nobody, right, could, well, nobody could really validate that you guys are talking about the same thing or that you're <clears> even <throat> meaning the same thing. Well, he was saying because that. Because you're talking about something that you're not even defining people are becoming more intuitive but i yeah, think you, exactly what the fuck does that mean just they're just getting they're more they're what the, my definition of, of woke but it's, it's wrong woke you don't want to be fucking woke i just got woke right out of my fucking delivery job so uh, woke my idea my definition of woke sorry is woke like yo man you're starting to tap into the intuition you're starting to get a little more spiritual you're starting to pull away from the matrix starting to think for yourself a little bit (laughs) (laughs) there's been a lot of that going on too this is cloud talk though man like you gotta appreciate that you're talking cloud stuff like you can't hammer any of it down you can't draw it you can't you can't identify this shit I don't think a lot of people are that intuitive or they ignore it or that intuitive. They're not that smart, man. They're not that fucking informed. Right. Yeah. But Hey, what were we talking about there, bud? This, well, the subject today was supposed to be, uh, uh, the sacred geometry, sacred geometry. Do you want to just go right into it? Cause yeah. we were, we just, we just branched off from a topic that was cool. Well, it was kind of, we were kind of talking about sacred geometry anyway. We talked about the same else. thing a lot and it's all right. Yeah, yeah. We always go back to aliens. What's that? Cool. This is sacred geometry. Yeah. You might want to. Can you see? There it is. Let the camera. Yeah, I was actually trying to show you the the stones, not the pictures. That's cool. Yeah. So what's the point of that? These are uh, cardamom. Solids. So these are this. Okay. So sacred geometry. Did you watch that fucking horrible last movie? No, I want it. No, I'm going to watch it though. 
Just okay, don't. what was it? Nobody, turned it off. Nobody should ever watch that. Well, I, I started watching it again and then turned it off, started watching. No, it's a fucking the worst piece of shit movie that calls itself a movie that I had the displeasure of watching called what? Sacred Geometry, the movie. And it really? was just on bad, YouTube. man. It was, on YouTube. Oh, yeah, it was on YouTube. <laughs> but it was so bad. So bad. The thing is, is that the guy doesn't know what he's talking about, first of all, which is fine because most people don't, right? Um, and he's uh, he's just uh, basically syncretizing a bunch of stuff. So he's taking all these ideas that he's come across on the internet and gluing them all together and saying, this is this idea. This is this idea. This is this idea. So he doesn't really, he doesn't know whether or not ideas are valid. He doesn't know whether they apply to anything. He doesn't know what they apply to. If they do, he's not really all that informed, but he's got these basic aggregated bits glued together in a movie, 90% of which are just completely hokey, but there's 10% or let's even use the 5% factor. <laughs> Garrett's 5% factor theory. There's 5% that which is true is really quite good and it's a shame that there's 95% that is like you, it'll make you stupider it will make you dumber if you watch this movie i guarantee you if you don't know any better you're going to walk away looking at the world in a really bad way but if 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 he just had those 5% things i think it'd be okay so you're going to educate me and the listeners we have on what the point of sacred geometry really is. Obviously, the pyramids are... I'm definitely not going to. Cause I think no? No. I don't really care. I, don't, I honestly don't care. If the listeners want to know, then they can maybe ask a question after. Um, but, I mean, for now, we can just talk about what we're... Like, first of all, can we, can we remove the sacred? Can we just call it geometry from... Why is it called sacred geometry? Because people are stupid. In your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People That's are it. That's just it. Well, it's like somebody who discovered something at some point and they discovered like the tip, tip, tip of the iceberg. It's a very itty bitty tip. And they're like, Oh my God, this is, this is religious. They had a religious experience. Um, they realize that there's like some, you know, uh, relativism in geometry. And then they started calling it sacred because they didn't really get the whole picture. Right. <clears throat> so if you go back in time, let's go back in time to Greece, really, because Greece, Greeks were smarter than us. Just the average Greek is smarter than the average person today. Right. I've said in a previous podcast that they had different values and that was one of the reasons that they're smarter than us because we don't value shapes and colors and sounds. You get hippies that are like, it's all the frequency, but we don't really value it. Right? Like if you're like, draw that frequency in a geometric form. Ohm symbol. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a geometric form. That's just no, a fucking no, symbol. No. But I'm telling you that people are just really dumb. So they're not going to be able to do it. So anybody, anybody in Greece who's like, yeah, it's the, it's the three note, you know, three note structure to all things. And here's the geometry that goes with it because they weren't dumb. They were really smart, right? Now geometry isn't just sacred. 
Geometry is the sacred. The sacred is geometric. Literally. Mm -hmm. The the thing that everybody in the world worships, the whole idea of sacred period is geometric. So we don't have to call it's a redundancy. It's like saying like holiest God. Well, of course, if it's God, it's holiest, right? Sacred is ingrained into geometry because of what it is and always has been. The pursuit of understanding geometry was had nothing to do with figuring out where to put your ladder against your house, <laughs> you know, like or some shit like that. No, but they this built pyramids. Well, yeah, they built pyramids, but um, they did a lot of things. They did a lot of things, and geometry is uh, like a really good example of an Ouroboros or something like that, where you just constantly keep coming back. It keeps constantly coming back to itself and, and consuming itself. The the universe itself is like a toroidal shape and can be perceived of it. The 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 most of the things that form in the universe, I mean, first of all, they're all crystalline, right? Everything in the forms in the universe was crystalline. All of the molecules form crystalline patterns, which are geom geometric patterns. But it's not because they, you know, it's, there's something special about it. It's that that which creates them, the formula that which creates the structure of atoms itself is geometry or is the spirit that microscopic is that what you're saying more than microscopic even but yeah i mean it's like the deepest of the deep is is geometrical and the similances and the relativities and the relationships between everything and their geometry is everything it's everything and it's everything religious and it's everything spiritual if you think spiritual and religion and everything like that just imagine that everybody that you know is a complete idiot just imagine that for a sec and i know that's just adam's negativity everybody's no, a complete not hard idiot. to imagine what i was thinking everybody's was, a hard to imagine. baby everybody's a child and all of the religious ideologies that these children are fascinated with are based off of really s simple, in a sense, complex and another principles that are described or understood through geometry. Because you can also understand that the geometry in and of itself isn't truly the thing that we're talking about. Geometry is just the expression of the thing, right? So things get deeper than geometry as well because geometry isn't the fundamental building blocks of the things. It is the, the, the form or the expression of some kind of a macroscopic element of that, of that very primal thing. But it's still the best visual and structural mathematical description that we have, right? So it's when you understand geometry, you are understanding everything. You're understanding light, sound, smell, taste. You're understanding physics. You're understanding biology. You're understanding mineralogy. Wow. Everything. And then relationships. Because relationships is, is what geometry is all about as well. 
geometry with, a, with another person you mean uh sure and then relationships case, with what well in the case of geometry it's relationships between facets and angles and um you know essentially the relationships between the facets or the or other geometric things itself geometry is essentially built on uh, relationships between points right mm. so if you have five points then they form this set of relationships if you have seven points they form this set of relationships and the relationships themselves are the result of it is the geometry right which is interesting because it's very much like us or if you want to say break it down for us even internally it's very much like our organs right where our organs then communicate they have a relationship with each other between our brain our heart our liver our kidney our pancreas that create our sense experience that create our self-awareness and our consciousness what well of course that's yeah weird right but it's the geometry it's the array the shape of the array of these things that are in communication that influence how they can relate and then the relationship that they have then produces what we call our consciousness and our sense awareness and you pinch somebody's leg and that's just part of that system uh, which is ultimately based on you know multitudes of geometric you know systems all throughout the scales right but everything is in essentially it, it's almost like trying to like trying to say everything could be uh, interpreted mathematically that might be more obvious but the fact that it's a shape is part of its properties it's the shape is what why it acts as it acts right so there's these solids these are the platonic solids and these are the are the five most primitive shapes that are equilateral facets so each each face is the same size and shape and they're all equal angles all equal uh like equilateral triangle equilateral pent pentagram and uh they are the basic building blocks of of absolutely everything, everything. the simplest shapes yeah um weird yeah yeah and so the greeks were fascinated with them right greeks yeah, were like absolutely it. fascinated <clears throat> and there's secrets in what? their mind in their mind there was secrets right because they understood the relativism and where these shapes exist and they started breaking things down um it's very 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 deep the the again the it's not just the shape because the shape is kind of like the sum of its parts it's the relationships between the shapes so you take a something like a dodecahedron which is a 12-sided crystal and then when you start getting into the geometry you start to get into these relative relativistic or relationship things where you've got multiple forms of geometry inside it where like the relationship between this point and this point or the relationship oops sorry you can't see that this point or this point or the relationship between this facet and the other two facets or three facets beside it or um it starts to get really complex and then you start to see other more complicated shapes like my favorite being the nine pointed star or the Enneagram. 
Yeah, and there's a macrocosm and a microcosm to those shapes. Is that right? No, not really, because the shapes are everywhere. Right. But they go inside each other into infinity. Some of them, the, the, the whole point with the, the platonic solids is that they're the smallest individual, indivisible shape, right? I'm so just having a hard the, time the solids, the solids themselves don't have other shapes inside them. The solids hmm. themselves are the basic building block shape that is inside everything. So they are the, they're the, they're, they're, they're the reduction. There's How is this square inside of you? How's the square inside of us? You, yeah. Oh, a billion times. Like, more times than you could ever count. That'd be like, you know those pictures on Facebook where they're like, how many squares there? And there's a whole bunch of, and you gotta like count, well, those squares together are a square, and you know, or how many triangles yeah. are there? Yeah, well, just imagine an infinite amount, right? So, the, this, Wait this a is, minute. And this is a cube, not a square. <laughs> That's how, like, um, isn't that sort of how digital animation is built? Well, digital animation is built on voxels or on uh, on uh, triangles, right? Yeah. So, but I don't know. Maybe I'm, it's, I'm it's, just trying. It's to similar, except for those are those are two dimensional shapes that are glued together, right? right. Quite often, it's like as if three D environment is produced, where then you can take two dimensional, triangular, or whatever. Uh, however many sides it's got, um, usually triangle, and just stick them all together so that their vertices are touching, right? So it's still kind of a two-dimensional thing. It's making two dimensions out of, making three out of two. Uh, the cube, the triangle, well, this isn't a triangle, this is a pyramid or a tetrahedron. The tetrahedron itself is probably the simplest, most strongest um, form and everything else basically comes off of this. The square comes off of this. Everything basically, more or less, kind of comes off of this. The only reason that the other ones uh, don't have this in it um, is because of the math, right? Actually, this does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really just two tetrahedrons. Oh, no. No, no, that's four-sided, and this is three-sided. Never mind. You know, that's like D and D dice right there. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got, and I've got lots of sets of those too. And you do that's have like a dodecahedron. You've got a, a tetrahedron. Um, you've got an octahedron quite often. Uh, and a fucking triangle too, right? Yeah. Here's the octahedron. And the well, the yeah, the tetrahedron. It's a four sided, right? So you got four sided, and then a cube is six sided. Right. Duh. Right. Yep. And uh, and so this is how no spheres. But this is how everything's built in the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is fucking everything. weird. Everything. 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 And the Sacred reason is, theology. and the reason is, is because what creates everything in the universe is essentially a bunch of shapes, right? So it's not. It's not like really even all that weird. It's that shapes form shapes form shapes and that which um yeah i mean before quarks and but gluons and neutrinos an abstract painting you know like maybe why wouldn't it maybe like why couldn't it be like you look around everything looks so random right like the mountains are shaped a certain way and the water and lakes are moving and how it just everything we don't live in a perfect structure 
but we universe. do. We do, though. We do absolutely. No, no, no. as humans, though, like we. Yeah. But you don't like on on as you look when you look out in the day, you see trees and everything's like abstract yeah. and everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but like it's looking a at a. Bit. It's like looking at a tiny bit of a fractal, though. That's what I mean. And being like, wow, look at how look how random it is, right? But if you zoom out, you're like, oh fuck, this is a repeating pattern, and it's based right? off of math. So is our it's so chaos, is the mountains and controlled chaos. Well, that's just it. Yeah, it's chaos. Chaos isn't chaos. It's not really chaos, right? Chaos is different. It, uh, chaos is like und und undifferentiated. It matter. looks chaotic, though, sort of thing. Yeah, no, when absolutely. you zoom out, absolutely. You know, oh, then you see the pattern. Yes, spiral. Then you whatever. see the pattern exactly. That's weird. That to yeah. me seems planned. Well, that's my point. It seems planned. Well, that's this goes back to our first episode. I have to what? shut something down here. Go on. Okay. Sorry, keep going. It goes back to our first episode of what's the difference? Of right? What's the I difference? Don't, I don't think it's planned. But what's the difference if it's planned? Or if yeah. it's, um, or if it's how I see it, which is formulaic. I don't, I don't think that it's random. Like if somebody's just like fucking randomized, no, it's not. It's that one plus one equals two, one plus two yeah. equals three, two plus three equals five, okay, three wait, plus five equals random? eight. No, that's not random. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not. It's not random, but um, it's it's so for, it, formulaic. Hundred percent. It's based off but of formulas. Sacred. So why is it sacred? Sacred means God. God created shapes. No, that's not what sacred means at all. It's exactly what it means. No. But we can have reverie, and pardon me. We can have reverie, and there's no reason why uh, somebody shouldn't perceive geometry with the type of reverie that it deserves, because geometry simply deserves reverie. Music deserves reverie. Reverie means um, to appreciate, right? Yeah, like really, like really appreciate, like the deepest religious appreciation type thing. Right. Real okay, reverie. Sacred. There you go. Now we're getting back into sacred. Yeah. And, and, well, that's just it. And sacred's kind of a dumb word because like, what does it mean? It's really. I you just don't like words like that because fucking ignorant people throw them around a lot. Absolutely. That's my first problem with them. That's Your the beef same. is with. It's ignorant like if, people yeah it's like why i wouldn't want to associate with being um religious quite often and why i would want to associate with being uh a christian for sure like even though uh like judo christianity is very very similar to how i see things a lot of the time but i see things like in the like original philosophy of it not in like Jesus was a man who uh, was the son of God and walked among us and then got crucified for our sins. That drooling child version of it can fuck itself. I have no interest in it and I think it's only making people stupider. But the actual wisdom behind it, the story behind the story and the, the spirit of it and the, and the, yeah. the truth, well, I can agree with. And I, What about Noah's Ark, man? That's a yeah. weird one. I always wonder about that. No, what you're saying is absolutely true. I hate to say it, but yeah, like if people they they bastardize their idea uh, these these sacred ideas, they bastardize them and 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 manipulate them, and they become fucking Ronald McDonald Happy Meal. 
Yeah. Very few and things though, are sacred. Is, pardon me? Very few things are as sacred. Anymore. No, but then I put no, a look no, in no, that no. context, so I go, what it, What was the Garden of Eden then? No. Oh, you know. Someone asked me that the other day. I They said, uh, oh, you don't believe in God or Christianity or something. I go, then what do, you, what do you think Garden of Eden was? I'm like, I don't know, maybe an, an extraterrestrial laboratory? There you go. We can't conflate uh, bizarre stories from history with sacred, though. Sacred is, like, way more important. Like, sacred's, like, make time for it. This is this is your actual relationship between you and the universe. This is the actual pillar of what you will call your spirituality. When you die, this is the shit that this is the last thing you think about on your way out. This is really the most important. So we can't conflate our understanding of how the universe is and how squirrely it is and what we're composed of and, you know, all that sort of stuff with, is some medieval story that was there to manipulate people, right? Which, which in the case of the Adam and Eve, literally does like it reads like liberation from uh, from some slavery. Fuck. It's right, just like, uh, yeah, liberation from being a working class slave and being then cast into the world to be free. Uh. No, it sounds like they had it made in fucking Utopia Eve and then got... Just depends on what you're reading. Like, if you read just the Bible, then you're going to go with the most heavily edited version of it. Where <laughs> if you can go back into the uh, Assyrian texts that are from the Chaldean tales, then you're going to have the, the, the original, right? And in the original, yeah. it's pretty clear that they were prohibited from uh, leaving. And so then what was it? Where were they? What was the Eve? What was that? What, what, what was the garden of Eden? Then? It's uh, people who were more sophisticated than they were, who had them. Earth, Earth before the aliens came down before the Anunnaki got here. Uh, I mean, kind of. No, 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 no. The story. This is the problem with the story is that the story requires you to accept things like Nephilim and Anunnaki. Okay. So that's one problem with it that I would have if I really cared because you can't talk about this without actually acknowledging that there was a people who lived amongst these people that were called the Anunnaki or the Nephilim there or the gods, Ea and Ki, you know, the deal. Um, whether or not they're gods is the, I suppose the opinion difference. And I, I again, that does, so don't see any reason to see them as gods, but I do acknowledge that they knew a lot more than the people who lived at the Tigris and the Euphrates at the time and whoever they were. I mean, like the garden of Eden is actually supposed to be in about uh, somewhere in the horn of Africa, Ethiopia, somewhere. It's not actually supposed to be in Mesopotamia because, uh, the people were then brought back to, oh, no, 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 it wasn't Mesopotamia. That's right, sorry, I'm getting confused. It wasn't Mesopotamia, and then people were brought into the Horn of Africa by Enki after, is the Zechariah Sitchin version. So basically, which is, no, which is, which is kibosh. We've got the Bible version of this bullshit. I gotta read that book. 
we've got the Bible version and then we've got the Sitchin version and like none of them are good, right? None of, nothing's like wholly reliable, but. So you're saying Lost Book of Enki, which I have behind me right now, is like, no, don't read it? Uh, the Lost Lost Book of Enki, I don't know if, I don't think that one there has the full story. It might, might. I can't remember. I can't remember which book of his because there's 13 of them or something like that. That's a Stitchin book. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like book number fucking nine or ten or something or twelve. Uh, everyone thinks he's a crock of shit, though. Even Rogan at this point. I don't think he's a crock of shit at all. I think Stitchin did a a major justice as far as um, opening up uh, that mythology to people. And like anything else, if you get misguided buy it i don't give a fuck <laughs> right like if you've become dumber because of readings like rice itching and no offense you start thinking aliens exist because you want you listen to you know red zacharias itching i don't care right like people knowing the truth or people even having an idea of what truth is doesn't matter to me whatsoever it's really fun and I think that he exposes mythologies that people would otherwise have no idea about. And he also shows connectivities between cultures that people would otherwise have no idea about. Symbols, words, ideas. So hold on. You think that some of the literature is pretty accurate then and, and, and pretty good? But is that Grace Hitchin? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I've read every book in his uh, Earth Chronicle series. Yeah, as well as the Lost Book of Enki, which is not part of that series, I don't believe. I think it's an. A, a, it's a diluted bestseller, isn't it? It's just an added after. I believe it's after the Earth Chronicle or the Earth Chronicle series or whatever it's called. Yeah. Anyway, uh, whatever. I'd read them again happily. You would. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Wow, you're because they're good. Opinions are confused the hell out of me, sir. Well, no, it's the, again the difference between having to believe in everything. Pardon me? It's the difference between having to believe in everything. Sorry, buddy. Being Sorry. able to be uh open and you know, there's just there's some elements to his books that are only in his books and they're great. But if you can suspend belief and not get manipulated by it, then you're you're best off, right? If you are really easily oh, influenced by everything you believe that, or everything you read, then spend belief. You're right. That's right. Don't be tough. drink the Zachariah Kool-Aid that easily. Yeah. Well, he's a lot of claims in there. If you read it and you believe it, you're then you're literally it's going spooky, to be forced eh? to believe that God was an alien and that humans are genetically modified and that uh, they are visiting the planet every 3,600 years from Nibiru. And that's that, right? It's a simple story, and it's easy to wrap, like, because it's a package. It's a present. Well, there's a lot of, the like, just a lot of the hieroglyphs as well, of these bearded, tall, bearded, um, like, dudes with wings, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's some striking artwork that's old. Mm-hmm. It's hard to interpret, really, but... They have big beards. They're tall. They have these these turbans on, and they they look like dark. Well, that's not all that. Yeah, and that's not that's not unusual at all. Like if you look at all of the Phoenicians and all of the um, Chaldeans and um, Babylonians and Assyrians and fuck the whole area, 
the whole region, you have people with big ass beards wearing robes yeah. with uh, either it's either a turban. It looks like a turban, basically, or like some like horned hat thing. And it's all over from um, Afghanistan, Iraq, yeah. Iran. Um, there you go. The whole region. Well, what's with the wings, right? What's with those butterfly, like those those butterfly True looking story. wings they have? Pardon True me. Story. True story. I'm, I'm gonna have to it, get headphones, Adam. I am sorry that I'm making you repeat yourself. It no, is no. quiet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll try to make sure I'm talking to my mic. Um, Egypt has wings. No, no, I'm on a phone, so it's yeah. I'm on the phone speaker. So, but any anyway, just having earphones would be better. Yeah. Anyway, Chaldea has the wings. Egypt has the wings. And then and Zahapastra, the Zahapastra dude, he's got those really cool wings that I wanted to get tattooed at yeah. one point with the circle, landing feet, and there's another Anunnaki-looking dude in that thing, no, which no, looks no, like no, a UFO. Yeah, it's not in it. That's The Zoroastrian symbol is basically the same as the as the other ones. I mean, there's a bit of an evolution, but the Chaldean symbol is flying around in a UFO. Uh, well, it's not. It's not actually a UFO. It's an Omega symbol, or it's. It's. Uh, I mean, you could consider it a UFO if you wanted. That's well. What's sure. with the wings, man? What's with the wings? What's with the landing gear at the bottom? I mean, it's ancient aliens. Re- it's an ancient aliens reach right now. I understand well, that, but yeah, yeah. Well, the landing feet are actually just called feet, and all birds have them. So. When you have the wings, you have the feet, right? Like, be like looking at the Department of Defense of the United States at the Eagle and being like, "Well, look, the feet are obviously landing craft." Yeah, but so, they got weird fucking shit too. Got, like, why is the Pentagon shaped like that? You've got um, why a Pentagon? Oh, absolutely no, and for the exact what same a, reason, the Pentagon. What a weird thing! It's not. No, it's not. The Pentagon's not. Let's just clarify that the Pentagon and all of the geometry in the United States of America. It's not yeah. a coincidence. No, it's no, not at all. No, it's, it's 100% crazy. intentional. They are as fascinated with geometry as any fucking sacred geometry fucking hippie. Literally. Like, yeah. if you take, like, the Wiccan who collects crystals and watches movies on sacred geometry, mm-hmm. people who built the Pentagon are way more interested in it and fucking 100 times smarter than she is. How? And you know, the Pentagon is huge, Jade. Yeah. Like, it's a massive. Yeah, yeah building all the architecture dude architecture itself people started figuring out how like put secrets in it there's uh there is pentagrams in architecture all the time that you don't notice all the time now all which way the is, the, is it an inverted pentagram or which way is the main part of the pentagram facing what do you mean with the with with the oh as far pe- as direction goes i don't for, know for the for for the yeah if you look you should look into that I bet you that's. I bet you it's placed in a certain way. I bet you absolutely, inverted. dude. I bet, uh, you, I bet it's an inverted pentagram. Inverted to what? Just the south, just southern. I bet you it's southern facing. I could be wrong. I don't see I'd any like reason to, for that. Look that up right now. No. Um, direction of Pentagon. I don't think see any reason for that. I think that you're um, misunderstanding how sophisticated these people are. No, I just want. To, I'm just curious as to which way the pentagram is facing. Like, is it the top of the pentagram going north, or is it going south? Uh, pentagram. Yeah, I don't know. It's a. It's an interesting. I mean, this is definitely meaningful, dude. Like, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't make any mistakes as far as that goes. 
What, and how old is the Pentagon? When was the when was the Pentagon Pentagon uh, built? Is another one I want to know. Oh, the map they give you is not very good. The map sucks. Okay. I don't know, man. We'll fuck it. We'll have to Tell look me. it up some other point. You can't. It's, it's not that good. Let's. I just can't find it. Like nobody's like nobody gives a shit enough to, to have it be in the top part of the information, right? Well, fuck. That's cool. We're breaking ground here, buds. Um. Yeah. Maybe. But it's it's. Would we understand it? I don't know. Like I know, I wanna, I'm gonna have to look it up. There's, there's, Say again, there's again. like, there's almost no chance that it's gonna be as simple as you think. It's not gonna be like a fucking inverted pentagram on the north-south axis. That is fucking absolutely dumb, dude. I'm trust me. I'm telling okay. you that these are geometric people that study fucking ancient ancient geometry and ancient civilizations and they're all freemasons like i am and absolutely none of them would be like dude do an upside down pentagram ah! no <laughs> there's you gonna be like, know, like no there's gonna be like, like no okay. no it'll like if it's fucking as simple as being able to identify a fibonacci sequence you'll be lucky i mean it's obviously gonna have phi involved because it's the pentagram and pentagrams based off of phi just weird like let's right. make our defense building fucking in the shape of a pentagram it's not, though. Creepy. it's not because back in the starting in the 1800s people people kind of caught back on to what greeks were thinking and that's where magic really started taking off and the idea that geometric shapes and and uh geometry and magic and manifestations and all the sorts of shit are all interwoven and all interlinked. And so you can't necessarily prove that using geometry to bolster your military will work, but you're sure as fuck going to try because if there is a chance, then, or Let's just get symbologies. Well, of course, even in symbologies. Hitler starts out with the occult, man. He started doing weird shit. Well, he ruined the fucking, the, flower of life or whatever the fucking uh yeah Nazi that symbol. was uh, actually that's, that's another thing i know we're always talking about joe rogan but he's he's a good he's a good what do you call that when you're he's a good measuring stick i guess someone on the show got in trouble for posting nazi memorabilia just in passing because that because the nazi sign was the but yeah and they got shut down really because they ruined the flower right that's a bit that's a stand that's an actual that 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 symbol is actually yeah. a buddhist yeah. symbol well, it's, it? It, it's Hindu. It's Hindu, uh, and Buddhists use it. And it's a it's a sun sign. Um. Yeah. It's it is geometry, right? Yeah. So you can have fucking hippies all over the world be like, "No, you don't understand. It's the symbol of fucking repetition." You just shut up and study your geometry. People who want to put, fucking give all these associations to things. Because it is not something that you're ever going to be able to describe in a fucking volume, let alone in a sentence. It is a lot of things. It is a representation of a formula that is then scaled and, and cascaded throughout all of life in numerous ways, from biology to chemistry to physics. To okay, um, it's beautiful and it's interesting. I got a question for you. Sure. Sorry, 
Why the G and the Masons? Like, what? No? No. Not even going to talk about that. I want to know. Yeah, I'm sure. I think a lot of Freemasons want to know, too. Is it God? Like, is it G, man? (laughs) Yeah, it's G. It's Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) It's G stands for Garrett. (laughs) Um, there's there's a lot of interesting questions like that in the universe itself, and I think the best answer that I could possibly give you is that there is actually no answer. There's there's an answer, but there's not. But there's an answer. But there's not. So Freemasonry is an organization of people who are traditionally the smartest people in the actual whole world. Um, insofar as syncreticized thinking, um, understand the relativities, uh, relativities, relativities between religion, mysticism, the strange principles, mathematics, uh, everything. Yeah, 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 and yeah, absolutely. I mean, the geometry is inherent in Freemasonry because, as a Mason, you are measuring things, right? So the idea of metrics or Measuring tools, systems of measuring, right? So, I mean, this is, the whole thing is a matter of developing wisdom. And the the first step you have to do is you have to develop knowledge. And then knowledge can eventually, uh, after a couple steps of morphing, turn into wisdom. And wisdom, actually, the way that I said it on on Facebook was that, when I first learned something, I've got the textbook version of it. And then after a while, it fades away and all I've got is like the Coles Notes version of it. <laughs> and then given enough years, I'm left with the Bob Ross version of it. <laughs> okay. Right? And that's wisdom. Wisdom is the Bob <laughs> Ross version of things because the technical details are interesting and they, they're quite often, though, only applied um, in a very specific manner. Whereas the Coles notes is just like the general, the gist of the thing. Give me the gist. Exactly. And the gist is applicable at a, at a, it's, it applies over a wider range of things because it's less specific. And then eventually you're left with just a painting, just a Bob Ross version where it's very low resolution and nothing's all that specific. And the detail isn't really important, but it's the picture that it creates and that's the wisdom. And that interestingly enough can still be applied. Like, you know, it, if you learn a, a lot about, like I learned a lot about plants at one point, well, I actually forget a lot of names of, of endogenous hormones and the, you know, uh, the, the exact way that of, uh, of, of vitamin will do something or the kinetics of something, but I've still got the basic picture and it's enough to apply things to being people that are university uh, university students that end up getting jobs in their whatever their vocation is. They again they'll they go from like the sharp resolution detail. Eventually, forty years later, they're like, well, you know, like that's a that's they've got they remember everything in their classes of compounds or they, you know. Laws are by like the the basis of the law, or like you know they understand the spirit of the law, but they would have to actually look at the thing to get the 
exact language again or whatever it is, yeah. right? Uh, and that's really that's really the wisdom is that it just takes a bunch of circling around something that you can't identify exactly on the first pass. You just got to circle around it. And even if what you're looking at isn't necessarily um, objectively true, uh, you're you're gaining wisdom. Well, well, you do want to try to make it objectively true, but you can't always are like you, aliens. Are you still active in the Masons, or? Uh, yeah, not really. But does that, does that mean you have to like go to the show? Go to the show. Well, go. Isn't there meetings and things you have to be a part have, of? Like, I don't have to go to a meeting. No. But you got to prove you're pretty smart, though. Probably should go to a meeting. You don't have yeah. to prove you're smart at all, actually. You don't have to be smart at all to be a Mason. No. But um, it is just a, a a gravitational thing. It's a magnetism thing. A like like attracts like. So the people who um, do join are there's different. There's different like reasons. Sometimes it's because your uncle and your grandpa and your dad are members. And so you just join. And and it's sometimes it's because you're a D Malay or a Job's daughter or a, you know, you married into it because it's all part of your family and your family history. Um, people like me that are isolates, converts, so to speak, we are the ones who joined because of the ideas, because of the philosophies and the and the um, and the community of like-minded people that share the interest and particular flavor of inquiry, you know? So Right. Nobody there wearing Hulkamania shirts, I guess. Uh, just depends. Just depends. There's actually <laughs> a very wide variety of people. So um, my lodge is in Maple Ridge, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Prince David Lodge 101. And that lodge had... You know, 20 years ago, when I was a regular member, had all types of fellas, you know, guys that liked riding their motorcycles and guys that liked riding their classic cars. And uh, I think, you know, pretty much everybody likes a good scotch and a barbecue. Regular fellas, right? Huh, but interesting. It traditionally just happened to attract doctors and lawyers and used car salesmen. Politicians. <laughs> Politicians sometimes. Famous. Sometimes, doesn't it get? Yeah. But where does the the dark elitism come in? It doesn't. That's just a like it's a thing of history books, mostly uh, mostly fictitious. Mm. Really, people had because people weren't a part of it. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know uh, what what happened. So there was a lot of fictitious shit made up about it. As no Illuminati. Well, the Illuminati and Freemasonry would be two totally different organizations. Bavaria right. Illuminati is uh, from Bavaria, from, you know, South Germany or whatever the fuck it is. And Freemasonry, uh, I'd say Freemasonry, at least when it mattered, rejected um, what we call today Illuminati and Bavarian Illuminati, right? There's a lot of, G Germany was not really a hot spot for good masonry. Germany was a hot spot for like fake mason masonry. So mm -hmm. Aleister Crowley, he became a mason in Germany through uh, Theodore Roos, who eventually became, he created the Ordo Templi Orientis. And so there's these clandestine lodges made of masons who claim themselves to be masons, but have not actually gone through the, 
um, the accepted channels, you know, through yeah. a, a Grand Lodge that's connected to the United Grand Lodge of England. And Germany was kind of like the hot spot of, of, of fakery and clandestine shit. Right. So. And here, and a lot of symbology and a lot of uh, geometry involved exactly. in places, which is weird. Yeah. Symbology and, symbology and geometry because the people who understand this stuff are the smartest people in our society. Mm. Right? Um, this is like if you want to guide policy, if you want to guide science, and guide engineering, and guide um, somebody who can build a building is obviously like um, as far as practical application of of all mathematics is going to be a thousand times smarter than just somebody who's attenuated to weirdness or something like that. But um, their rigidness and their professionalism and their dedication to being a professional, strict, staunch uh, um, architect is an impedance on their ability to be weird enough to um, join the ranks of folks who can maybe appreciate geometry in a little bit more of a mystically significant way. Right. So, I mean, like a lot of people because of their profession, I think, even though they're significantly smarter than the rest of us are prohibited from really utilizing their intelligence to the same aim that somebody like I can, cause I don't matter. Like, I could be as wrong as fuck and nobody cares. But if you're an architect, it's more important that you're correct than that you are enlightened or woke or that you can see behind the fucking uh, veil. Because if you're not, if you're incorrect, even one iota, people could die and. Yeah. yeah, fuck, The building could collapse. Yeah. You're responsible first for being legit you know so that's where the rest of us come in and entertain them with movies and ideas and podcasts about how what they use practically every day to keep everybody alive also applies to religious ideology and to mysticism and to um what we'd call magic because obviously what we call magic is uh, is just one and it's this part of the same pot as that's the whole fucking other podcast there what yeah magic can we manifest our dreams to this magic adam well you're certainly not going to um win any battle that you don't participate in right you know so you can't just imagine success you have to work towards it well, even if you can imagine success, uh, you have to, I mean, it's just kind of like a, a closed closed loop at that point, right? Because if success is what you seek and you're going to go for it, then uh, you, obviously you're going to need hard work. Um, but obviously as well, you're going to need to project your mind to it, right? I want to know if I can so. use sacred geometry and fucking magic to help me out a little bit. Uh, I would have to say that everybody does without knowing it. Right. Oh, really? 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, again, we could take the sacred out of geometry, but we are composed of geometry. We are so geometry. We use geometry. Right? What if you fucking are super aware of it then and use it like directly to manipulate it then? Is that possible? Is that what you're saying right now? Awareness of it doesn't enhance its its efficacy. Right? <clears throat> so it'd be like it'd be like your heartbeat. Like if I know it's there, but if you're aware of it, like if you just quiet yourself down and, and feel your heartbeat until the point where you can hear, feel the dun 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 in your neck and in your chest and feel your heartbeat. Is that going to alter it? Might slow it down a little bit. Maybe, but you're probably just going to be observing it. It'll probably be the difference between whether you're observing it or not observing it. I see what you're saying. Right. So when you say magic, is, I get same I think thing as. Well, yeah, well, that's just it, though, is that you are going to do what you are going to do. It's whether or not you observe it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you might think that you'll do more magic if you're observant of it, but that isn't, I wouldn't agree to that. I would think that everybody does what they do observant or not. And being observant of it is six, one half a dozen, the other it might not affect it at all. In fact, being observant of it might even impede it being observant of your own processes. What we might call magic, just your, but just your, ability to get things done or whatever you could actually be impeded if you observe it right or if you misunderstand it or just doing doing your your do and being yourself and people play music and they create crazy stuff they they live life and life is literally like all this shit is just meant to explain it right books books don't produce life books don't produce phenomena books don't give you something all they do is explain it yeah they yeah (laughs) so they you don't do magic because of a book all you do is you you get explained terms that people use to reference when they talk about what they are it's it it's all just reference terms and it doesn't make anything more real. It doesn't make you a better person or a different person. I think books do. Like, they definitely will. They make you, the more you read, the better uh, educated you are. Sure, the better educated you are. But when it comes to something <laughs> like your ability to project or create or, you know, th- when somebody hears, the first time somebody hears the idea that their mind affects them to the point where how they think affects them. Your positive thinking affects you positively and negative thinking can affect you negatively, right? Might not affect the outcome of the world, Fuck, but it affects man, I, you. I really believe in that though. The first time you hear that though. Oh, you just glitched. Oh, you glitched too. There you go. The first time you hear that, that's about it. After that, like that, that's the secret. The secret. Well, that's kind of what I was getting to, man. But that's like it. That book, the secret, like the power of manifestation. Oh, yeah, and the book's bullshit, but that's, that's I think, it. Uh, that is, it. That's literally it, though. Like, you can just, you don't need any other information after that because you can extrapolate from that tiny little observation practically everything. Everything to do with self-help, everything to do with 
you know, picking yourself up by the bootstraps, discipline. Uh, there's only one way to, to change your life, and that's to do it. You know, how, whatever the fucking motivational, whatever the fuck self-developmental stuff, it all comes down to the very basic, basic principle that we affect ourselves. How yeah, do you think? It's not that easy. Us? Because the last couple days, because I believe when you, the more you push against it, the more you lean into that, mm-hmm. the more that it seems like everything pushes back. Like the secret is a is a shiny version of what all these people. Now I got to cat it to Joe Rogan because he's like, you know, I always talk about the secret, and basically, you know, they're always talking about they're always interviewing the successful people. They're not talking about the diet is basic like. I want to be a rock star. I want to be a rock star. Now, I don't think you can just wish things into existence. No. You have to work towards them. But it's off. It's what all I entertainment. Have, I think there are some. I I, I know. I of feel course it's like, based off some nuggets of truth, or else it right. wouldn't have been this popular. But okay, it's an so entertaining version of it. It's like WWE. Nuggets of truth are just like. WWE is based off of a real sport called wrestling. Yeah. I love the WWE. Don't shit on that shit. No, I'm saying, but that's just it. Right? My obsession with the WWE lately, though, is for, on a quick side note, it's just all like all of my heroes were struggling with the very same thing that I struggled with. I'm watching, I'm watching the Ultimate Warrior at eight years old, going, "Oh my god, he's my hero." And find out later that he's had mental illness and all these sort of things. All these wrestlers had substance abuse issues, and and found it all very ironic and fascinating. And but anyway. They, I mean, what did Bret Hart just say um, at his induction speech? He said, 99% of people don't live their dream. Hmm. And that's because 99% of people don't put the work in to achieve them. That's the secret. I don't, I don't think that that's true at all. That's, what like, do you mean? <laughs> that's a really privileged way of looking at it, though. What um, do you mean? 99% of people don't achieve their dreams because their dreams are unachievable. What? Yeah. So you think? Pick a better dream. Pick a more achievable dream. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I feel bad for the kids who get lied to and they're told, like, Look, you can do anything. It's a load of shit. You're always limited to a very, very, um, you're to whatever spectrum you've been handed. You've been handed everything in life that depicts what it is that you're probably going to have the opportunity to do. Right? Mm hmm. No, this I is disagree. just this is just this is just like literally like <laughs> watch a ball go down the thing. So first of all, it's what country you're born in, who you're born to, as far as parents and the culture and situation that you're born in, right? Right. There's yeah, no reason to say, Garrett, so- that you wouldn't have been born in a Muslim in Iraq under a Shia family, and you there's zero chance you would have ever been in, into metal. You would have never had a tattoo. In fact, you would have been beaten if you, you know. So there's, there's, yeah. there's I understand that. Opportunity okay, but either allows us or prevents us. Circumstances of life either allows us or prevents us, right? There's, there's like numerous variables outside of whatever dreamy shit or philosophical stuff that makes it so that somebody in almost anywhere else in the world has less opportunity to do their dreams, especially considering media focuses on our world. So you'll have somebody in Bhutan who's like, I want to be a 
Twitch streamer. Because they see Twitch streamers, right? Buddy, an Iranian, Iranian girl just went to jail for 10 years for being a... Did you hear about that? Um, I think I Their saw that, yeah. Yeah, our government put her in jail for 10 years because she was putting herself on the internet, putting filters on. So I'm like, Whoa, that's oh, she, I think it was old, old fans. Wrestler for, at a peaceful protest, they fucking executed him. Oh, yeah, no, they execute people at peaceful protests in Iran. That's what they do, right? Like one of the a UFC wrestlers was like begging for his life or something. Or protesting. Oh, but anyway, they're it's, it's, if, yeah, you, so if you have a still. massive... Uh, protest in Iran, you're going to literally get sniped by your government. Well, it's really the Revolutionary Guard. They'll come in and they literally—that's how they—that's how they tell people not to protest. Is they open they just, fire, they kill oh, people God. who protest normally. Like that's so not, a, that's not an exception. Somebody in the crowd? No, in the crowd. That's uh, we are all Nadia was uh, 2005. Or something like that during the Green Revolution. I had a green armband that I wore for one year. Uh, a plastic armband in support of the Iranians for the for the Green Revolution. That's how I wow. met my buddy in Maple Ridge. He's the Iranian guy. That's fucked up. Yeah, and they were trying they to oust them. their Islamic uh, dictators. Well, now, that, I mean, that's why they want to move here, right? I mean, you can't blame them. Uh, well, uh, yeah, of course, especially if they're Zoroastrian. I mean, if they, if you're actually like literally a Muslim um, in Iran, then you're probably okay with it. And if you're not, then you should probably fuck yourself and stay there and suffer through it with your fucking Muslim people. <laughs> because as long as the Muslims are making everybody's life hell in Iran, if you're a fucking Muslim, you should have to go there and suffer through it, is my opinion. But all the Zoroastrians who are actual Iranis, because Iranians are Zoroastrian, right? They're Persians are Zoroastrian traditionally. Right. If they want to come here to escape the uh, uh, dictatorship, the Islamic Republic, welcome them with open arms, man. I fucking love Iranian people. Definitely. Way more than words, anybody who fucking can... supports Sharia law. You can fuck yourself. You can stay the fuck out of Canada for all I care. There's zero interest in, in being in a country with fucking people who want to have medieval law can fuck themselves. Well, there's a bit of a communication error with the, the, the Iranians that I work with, I guess, but so no, I don't know. there's I think, a lot of cultural. I think, I think you've got a communication error there too. I think your communication you errors with yourself. You probably don't want to bring this up in public. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It is what it is. Yeah. But anyway, going back to the Bret Hart, um, thing i just i i think uh well i mean i disagree to 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 somewhat with you that i think that 99 percent of people you could bring that margin down to maybe 25 or 35 percent of people will live their dreams if they work hard at it especially here in fucking this part of the world there's the secret now you just fucking you nailed it there yeah as I mean, long as they have the resources the value system that we give the world is based on our values. So the world looks at our media and they think that what we have is what's valuable and so then they want it, right? People will want to be YouTubers or Twitch streamers. People will want to be um, on American television. So they want to be in Hollywood. They want to be, and this is real dreams for people all over the world. We're talking a billion people 
all of the world easy that are alive right now will have a dream that has something to do with Western influence and they're never going to fulfill, fulfill that dream because they do not have the resources where they live. They're, they're disconnected from, from the privileges that we have that give the people in our culture the opportunity to have those professions. They're never going to have them. And that's like a hard billion, man. So There's maybe, other, maybe in our culture, there's a high ratio of people who can manifest their dreams. But depending on where the information for your dreams comes from and where you live, again, if you live in Bali and your information comes from North America, American television, you know, you watch Friends and you watch these and that show and, you know, you just want to, you want an apartment in New York and you want to, whatever it is your fucking dreams are, because not all dreams are all that luxurious yeah, either, but, right? but like to become a wrestling superstar or even like i don't even i mean for me at this point it would be just to like get out of construction start my own business do some cool shit make some decent money and live non-fucking miserable every fucking day and to remove myself from most people because most people in my opinion are fucking in uh, on in their own Reality that sucks. That's, that's actually evident. Pardon? That's, that's evident these days, actually. So, like, I'd like to get to. I would literally like to make enough money that I can be removed from circles of people I don't enjoy being around. Mm-hmm. So, like, independent. And I'm saying that these type of goals aren't super. I just think being on this side of the world, oh, that's pretty. That's a lot easier than if I was in Iran, I guess. Uh, but, definitely almost anywhere but i mean almost when anywhere. Bret hart's up there saying this speech 80 percent of the people in the stadium in that in that place you know aren't are going to work they're eating not eating the best meals they're probably not going to the gym they're probably not doing a lot of things and and, and have a lot of habits that would lead them in the direction that hey we wonder they could be the next ufc champ or whatever you know oh, that's no, all yeah, yeah well, the that's the funny part is they've got the talked about that the they secret the is the power of manifestation through action. Mm-hmm. That's not a secret. That's just. It is to some people, though, man. That's what I'm trying that's to say. simple as shit. Like, that's cause and effect. People, fuck, dude. Yeah. I can't, yo. I was how do we, how do we repackage things? Someone asked me what I was listening to the other day because I have a little speaker, a little JBL speaker. So all day I listen to podcasts while I'm doing fucking labor because yeah. I don't need to think while I'm laboring. So I listen to audio books. And someone was like, what are you listening to? I don't know, entrepreneurial stuff, getting an education while I'm sitting here doing this. Oh, I don't like, literally that person said, I don't like to think much. Or I don't like, what did he say? Like, this was like, I don't want to think too much. I'd rather just stay in my bubble. Like, basically, what it boiled down. I don't want to think. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, that's, that was just like, I, I'm like, I, what? Mm-hmm. I don't want to learn anything, so I, that way I don't have to think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. It's uh, it, it's just less competition for resources for the rest of us who do want to think. Right. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, so when you like, not you're saying to me, not everyone gets to live their dreams because it's not probable. Well, I would depending argue, on where they live, it's definitely that's a huge barrier. Like, well, even with even with even with manifestation, right? We want to talk about manifestation or magic again. We we're talking about resources. 
it's the the greatest limitation that a person will ever have is the resources that they have around them to work with. So you can't help you can't you can't feed somebody with a miracle on on an island with no food, right? Uh, if you have an island with food, then you can have a human being that's like, maybe I'll just walk over here, and then maybe you can even have like a mango fall on their head or eat. You know, whatever you want as far as like to have some synchronous moment, but you need to have mangoes on that island before you can have a synchronicity experience where you discover a mango. And now it's all good because now you're not going to die. And it requires resources. Right? I always think about that. Actually, I'm like, sometimes I'm just going about my day. I, I'm like, man, like, we're pretty freaking lucky to be born here. Like, just to be born yes. in Vancouver, Canada. Yes. Like I just think about that 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 crosses my mind quite often where I'm just like what a what, what a lucky shot that was. Very man, very very. Especially very people lucky. that fought the war because my grandpa was mm. in the war. He should he could have been killed in World War Two easily, yep. and I would have never made it. Or my mom wasn't born. I don't think. Oh, but totally. just at the odds. Sure. If you go back further than that, though, it's like way yeah, yeah, yeah. way crazier odds. Oh yeah. no, this dude like there's there's one guy who fucking tripped and fell and he actually had a fucking stick stab into the back of his head and it was one millimeter to the left and he would have been a complete invalid and that person was one of our ancestors uh eighty thousand years ago. That's a, is this a true story? No. Oh, but the population of the world would be completely different if that guy had fucking stabbed himself in the brain. There would be millions of us who wouldn't be here. Uh-huh. Right. So, yeah, you got to think about. So then it, then how dare I not try to achieve my goals living here in Vancouver? That's the way I look at it. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you've got the you've got the opportunity and that's when you see people that are really privileged complaining, um, I get it because everything's relative and we feel like our grievances are important too, but our grievances are somebody else's dreams. So when you say that, you know, everybody can live their dreams. Well, when you have the worst day that you've ever had this week, that's somebody's fucking dreams because somebody else has it so bad that being oh, Garrett yeah. on Garrett's worst week is a fucking dream come true for them. Yeah. Imagine and I that. that. They get to walk. Well, didn't I, I said that to you before you press record today. I was like, fuck, man, I'm just not doing good. Blah, 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 blah. But like, wow, I still look like I had one of the worst weeks I've, I've had in months. And real, really bad. Like, fucking, I feel like my job's like prison sometimes. Construction's so toxic. And you're, but like the, the, Words that came out of my mouth immediately after I vented to you was, but I still have a bed here. I still have a roof over my head. I've still got a steak dinner waiting for me downstairs. Mm. Uh, so, you know, really how yeah. bad is it? But, but it, it is still bad.
Thank you for watching Questioning Everything Podcast with Garrett and Adam on the subject of sacred geometry that we talked on very little, but we did waffle on on everything else. If you did enjoy the podcast, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want notifications from when we've uploaded a new video, hit the bell. We do upload clips of the podcast as well onto YouTube. But if you're listening to this on a podcast uh, uh, app like Podbean or Spotify, then just give us a follow. Um, you can always comment in the YouTube comments if you agree or disagree, or you can join us on Discord. And the link is in the comments. Thank you again. Join us next time for Time.